Sometimes people, places, things, and life itself hold hidden treasures and blessings that are not apparent at first glance, or maybe for many years to come. We deal with packaging, facades, and veneers as we stumble through this life judging every book by its cover. As a blind person myself, I store visual images in a memory vault within my mind. I remember as a ten-year-old before losing my sight, my fifth-grade class got to go and visit an art museum. Like most ten-year-old boys, I had very little interest in art. But they took us to a small theater within the museum and showed us a film about a painting being restored. I remember the scene unfolding on the movie screen as a white-coated technician placed a painting of a clown on the workbench in front of him. The clown seemed ordinary and unremarkable. The painting was something you would imagine a high school or college student might produce. Then, the technician began gently rubbing the painting with a white cloth he had dipped into a clear solution. Slowly, the clown began to disappear, and a fabulous landscape masterpiece emerged. Then they took us down the hall into the art gallery and showed us that masterpiece landscape fully restored. I remember looking at that glorious painting, and I can still see it in my mind as I dictate these words. I felt as if I knew that artist and understood his thoughts and feelings. That two-hundred-year-old French master's impression of a springtime landscape connected with me in a way no other painting ever did. The masterpiece had been discovered in a garage sale and had been hidden behind the painting of the clown for many decades. Joy Canalacos came into my life in much the same way. I never met her in person, nor did I or anyone else comprehend the masterpieces inside of her until after she had passed away. Joy Canalacos was born in Pawnee, Oklahoma in 1915. She married at age 23 and raised three children. By all accounts, she was a good wife and mother. She held several nondescript clerical and office jobs throughout her lifetime. Later in her life, her husband suffered a debilitating stroke, and Joy remained by his side as his nurse, companion, and caretaker until she passed away at age 83. I only knew of Joy while she was living as the mother of one of my colleagues and co-workers. Joy's daughter, Dorothy Thompson, types and edits all of my weekly syndicated columns, the screenplays for my movies, and each of my books, including the one you are listening to right now. Through Dorothy, I sent several notes and autographed copies of my books to Joy, and she reciprocated by having Dorothy bring homemade baklava back to me. This was much more than a fair trade from my perspective. Dorothy took some time off when her mother was hospitalized, and at a point when her death was imminent, Joy told her daughter Dorothy about a special box at the house. After Joy passed away, Dorothy and her siblings had the opportunity to go through that box, and they discovered an incomparable creative treasure. The box was filled with Joy Canalacus's life's work as an amazing poet. Imagine the experience of burying your mother and holding close all of the thoughts and memories of this special person you thought you knew completely, but then you discover a treasure chest of poetry like this. The world awaits 
as morning breaks, above the rim of a shimmering hill. Color showers the skies awake, and the trees stand restless and still. Silence reigns with a gentle hand, as life, still cradled in its hold, stretches to greet the waking land, all sprinkled now with silver and gold. At the end of each chapter, we will reflect with a moment of discovery. People and things in this world are rarely as they first appear. We must be willing to dig down to the treasure beneath, and then dig deeper still to reveal the masterpiece inside of other people and ourselves.